0: Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is April 4th, 2022. Um, It's also day 40 of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Um, I've been following everything pretty closely, and... um, Today I felt like I, I just wanted to reflect and talk about how I'm feeling and kind of, you know, like what's going on for me and um, you know, not that it particularly matters how I feel about what's going on, but um, I just, I feel really heavy today and I can feel my mind spinning and going in a lot of directions and I thought that I would take this chance to um, somewhat stream of consciousness. Uh, I'm really inspired also to speak um, right now and integrate a little bit of my story, um, my history into how I'm feeling right now and what I'm thinking, uh, because I, I'm, I've I'm i watched um, Yes Theories, a video that just came out um, about working on the Ukrainian border. You know, they're doing super, super amazing work there handling like the refugee crisis and um basically um when i was younger like 10 years ago or so so i'm 31 now um so around when i was like 20 21 even you know somewhere in there um i i actually thought that i was going to be a disaster relief specialist um ever since uh, kind of two things happened when I was around 11. Um, I'm from the Seattle area in Washington state and we had a massive earthquake. Um, and even though I was only in, it was like 10, um, I was in fourth grade. Um, I helped in, in the small way at my school with um, kind of disaster management um, at my school. Um, my mom and grandma both worked at my elementary school. I felt very comfortable um, in spaces where students don't usually go, including into the kitchens because my mom was a lunch lady um, there. And so after the earthquake happened in the morning and all the power was out, um, a lot of kids got taken home um, by their parents who like got off work and came to get them. But um, I knew I wasn't going home. I was going to stay at school with my mom. And uh, there was a lot of students, um, who weren't going home. So I knew that, um, they were going to be there all day. They were going to be hungry. They were going to need lunch. So I grabbed one of the other lunch ladies. My mom was at the other end of the school with my grandma. And I grabbed one of the lunch ladies and probably from the office. And, um, cause I had actually been in the lunchroom when it happened. And, um, I was like, Hey, let's grab everything that isn't, doesn't need to be heated up everything that's going to go bad in the fridges because there was no power. And, you know, let's make boxes for every classroom, um, to take food, um, to the classroom so that all the kids who are still at the school, um, would have food, um, until eventually they got to, um, go home. Um, so I, I worked on that, um, at about age 10 and, um, the next year, I think it was, um, it was 9-11 um, and I didn't have anything personally to do with that. I think that our closest connection was my dad's girlfriend um, at the time was from New York. And so they, they had family there and stuff, but um, I didn't know anybody who got hurt and I, I wasn't involved in anything that happened. Yeah. Um, but um, I just remember following it as much as I could like get access to I mean it was just such a different time 2001 it's not like we were like on cell phones or like being able to follow the news like particularly um closely on online or anything like that um but uh I just remember studying and like as much as I could and then in in later years as much as I could um studying the uh, volunteer efforts. So I was like extremely moved by learning things like that, you know, taking a, a deli, cleaning it out and turning it into a clinic. I was super moved by things like um, the food trucks just driving into ground zero to feed um, the volunteers, not to mention like the volunteers themselves being like rotated in groups, like digging people out of the rubble and all of it. And it just, it made me feel, Really motivated, but like more than that, hopefully in this episode, I can um, I can put more words to how it made me feel because this feeling like every year on 9 11, I would watch documentaries. Um, later on, I would study um, like the earthquake in Haiti and different disasters, um, studying, you know, disaster management, who was in charge of things. Um, studying things like how to get supplies to a place that's been hit by a disaster. Um, Just, you know, anything that I could and later really adopted the quote from um, Mr. Fred Rogers mother who is like, and you see a disaster when you see a crisis, like look for the helpers, like look for the people who are doing something about that. And I felt so, again like i don't know if i I'm moved impassioned um, by studying these things and learning about these things that i i felt like that was my calling and um in a lot of ways i still feel like some sort of disaster management maybe something in fundraising is still my calling um unfortunately um about 10 years ago in 2011 um, I really, I, I had to come to terms with the fact that I was developing, um an a nervous system dysfunction is the best way that I I have to describe this. Um that my my, uh, I was so traumatized, um, by other things I've talked about on the show, experiences that I've had um including like the the programming that i received that i needed to be important that i needed to be of service that the only way to um provide for myself and have any sort of security or you know be okay was to serve a community um that was what i was basically taught by my father was like the only way to get by that's his um His prerogative, like his understanding of how he was going to get by as a person was to become a super volunteer and to be very giving and generous with his time and energy um, to his community and to like the people that he wanted to serve or that he was like working for. He was very like of service. Um, unfortunately, he has some very severe PTSD and trauma from his um, upbringing and brought that into the home, um, and I suffered from a lot of instability and also different forms of um, like violent abuse. Um, because of those sorts of things. And so by age 20, um, it was really clear to me, even though it wasn't until I was 26 that I even had any of this language and knew, oh, it's hailing outside. Fabulous. Um, I don't even know if you can hear that, but wow. Um, But when I was 20 um, was the first time that my body really just shut down, like my nervous system, my body shut down and I almost died um, from having experienced too much stress. Um, but there was nothing else, quote unquote, like nothing else wrong with me. Um, now I realize that like trauma and the physical impacts of trauma on someone's body is very real. That is something wrong that like, that is a very important, real thing to take seriously. I wish I had gotten treatment sooner. I wish I had had intervention sooner. Um, but regardless, like I suffered, um, I guess you could call it a nervous breakdown. It wasn't as emotional as later breakdowns were, but physically like my hands and feet and my lips turned blue, I passed out and I was basically dying. Um, having, um, experienced, um, a lot of stress at, um, a training, which is like 12 hour days. And I had moved 300 students into the dorm that week. And, I'm sure I've told the whole story on this um, show before, but essentially like my my body shut down and I I understand it to be now that my nervous system, um, I broke my nervous system, my nervous system was broken. And I had suffered from depression and anxiety and an eating disorder and suicidal ideation um, and issues for many, many years before that. But this was the first time that I couldn't keep pushing through um, that my body broke. And um, it took about six months um, or so for like the vertigo to go to go away. I was like sleeping 16 hours a day, but I, I, I guess I kind of recovered. Um, and at this point, I was a junior um, in college um, as an applied anthropology student. So that, that desire to be involved, to study people, to help them um, all... I'm sure you can hear that, but I'm going to like try and keep going because I feel like I'm on a roll. Um, at that time, no, I got to stop. I got to stop. I'll come back. Okay. Hello. I think that the storm has calmed down for a bit. I just want to get back to what I was saying about, um, about six months after my body shut down for the first time, um, I started my my organization, Middle Women, um, which was a bit, like in retrospect, it's still a little bit hard to understand like why I chose to go in that direction so actively Um, when I already knew I wanted to do disaster relief, but instead um, I became an online um, activist, social media activist um, for body image. Um, I was there for the early days of the positive body image movement um, which for the record, I'm super happy that we've moved past that. Um, it was necessary at the time. there needed to be some conversation um, around body image and self-acceptance and self-care and self-esteem and all those things that like weren't it wasn't really being talked about yet. Um, I follow the work. Um, I, I branched off and included the work of Gene Kilborn of um, the Killing us Softly series about how media, Um, dramatically impacts our self-esteem when all images are photoshopped. So that was essentially the work I was doing as an applied anthropology student, um, taking a lot of sex and gender courses um, and really just exploring um, individual perspective and presentation. Um, I was a pretty active activist in the queer community though, it was not called the queer community, um, when I started, but it was by the time, um, I graduated from my university. So that was an interesting transition to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I started my organization middle women, um, on April 11th, 2012. So less than a year after my body shut down, um, the end of September, 2011. And I did that work for three years, worked with several hundred students um, to produce photo shoots, videos, written word, um, lots of events, uh, online productions. We we started as a Tumblr blog, also had a website. Um, Just did a lot of work in that um, arena uh, for, like I said, three years. Mm -hmm. Um, But my body shut down again in January, 2015 and that is when I became too ill to work. Um, I don't want to say ever again, but it's been over seven years now, and I have not recovered. Um, I am still chronically ill. I'm better. I found some interventions to help. Um, I feel better. I can do more. I have more energy. I get less triggered um, than I did back then. Um, Some of that has been Um, excuse myself from parts of my family that are not healthy, that has been, um, the only for the last year have my husband and I been, um, fully housed in a place of our own, being in in control of our own environment. A big part of my nervous system disorder is environmental illness, um, any sort of synthetic fragrances, um, air fresheners, dryer sheets, shampoo, cleaning products, um, like anything that's scented and is anything toxic like that um, triggers my already sensitive nervous system, um, uh, my, my PTSD, my CPTSD, um, my hypersensitivity, my hypervigilance, like it, it all is the same thing. Like it's all connected to um, my nervous system distress that I'm, I'm basically um, like stuck in fight or flight all the time. Um, And it's my full-time job basically to um, tend to myself and try and keep myself as calm as possible. Um, I don't have a lot of independence um, for very justifiable reasons. I have a lot of phobia about leaving home um, at all, Um, but I, I do leave home occasionally with my husband. Um, like grocery shopping and um, started actually being able to go to the gym, which is I'm still shocked that I'm able to do that a couple of days a week. Um, but um, the point being that like I just I don't see myself as somebody who can take on even a minuscule percentage of the work that I always wanted to do. Like I wanted to be somebody who went to disaster spaces. And used all of my experience, my event planning background and my community organizing experience um, to be like boots on the ground helping people in disaster um, situations post disaster, like I wanted to be there, you know, making soup or organizing people making soup or, you know, whatever scale I was going to be able to be of best use, maybe up into, you know, like upper organizational positions with an organization like the Red Cross or, you know, FEMA. A lot of these places have very negative connotations of not handling disasters particularly well. And I knew that at the time, but maybe I could have helped. Like there was just a lot of momentum, motivation for me to go in that direction. Um, and even now, like if I could be more involved, if I could participate more, if my body would make it like, if I could, um, survive, if I could handle being intense, stressful situations, um, and being able to help people who were struggling. Um, my favorite organization is world central kitchen. Um, so that, would be my dream to like work and partner with them. Um, Food is one of my biggest loves. Um, There's so much food I can't eat, Um, being hypersensitive and um, basically kind of like on the cusp of autoimmune and working hard not to become autoimmune. um, I basically am in a position right now where i'm very loved and i'm very safe and i'm very well taken care of um between myself and my husband we take really good care of each other um but i i'm not i'm still you know seven years into being chronically ill i'm still not in a position where i can show up for other people i can't do the kind of organizational work that i would like to do um i i have done some work in fundraising um that i Would potentially love to keep doing, but even a a small uh, fundraiser, an auction that I did last summer for a local organization that had nothing to do with disaster was um, working with um, families. I was working, I was raising money for um, immigrant families who had members or a member of their family who was struggling with a disability. So getting them accommodation and help um, with medical and also just like need based um, usually when they don't even speak English so that the organization that I was working with um, was providing those services to my community um, and I helped raise um, almost forty thousand dollars doing that um, and it was only six weeks of work and I still was so burnt out after I just like was not sure if I could do it again so um, I've tried I kept getting back into it um, I'm following the news I'm watching what's happening in Ukraine and at the same time kind of watching what else is going on in the world is not the only refugee crisis that's going on. It's not the only people who are being killed. It's not the only, you know, war like disaster setting that's happening in the world right now. It's just not, there's a lot of things happening that could use intervention and beyond that beyond war based things, there's still oppression, there's still issues, there's still fighting, you know, and there's so much good that could be done and is being done. Um, and I wish that there was some way that I could maintain my health and participate in it. But um, alas, I I don't have that um, yet. I haven't figured something like that out yet. So I will continue working on my health. I will continue trying to find interventions that will heal me more, that will help me maintain my health, that will help me grow in my capacity, work on my anxiety disorder, you know, my fears, my phobia, my PTSD. Um, and also my physical health, and my stamina, and my energy. Um, and then maybe one day, I will be able to find some way to contribute um, that doesn't hurt me. But I I don't have that yet, but I just wanted to take some time today to sit down and talk about where my heart's at right now, and what I am experiencing personally, um, because that's what this show is all about, is just me outing myself and talking about like what I'm going through and um, what I'm feeling. So if you made it this far, including the storm interruption, thank you so much for listening. And um, yeah, I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much. Bye.